Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, whenever you are listening to this podcast, welcome. This is the Grand Slam Podcast. I am your host, Brandon Anderson, and we are officially on the road to kick off 2023 of the XFL season. It is less than a year away. We have so much news to talk about in today's episode. But let me go ahead, let's open up this episode today and just welcome everyone back again. Um, I am releasing two episodes today. If you've already listened to episode 25, welcome. If you haven't and you're just joining for episode 26, go back, listen to episode 25, talking about the XFL 2020 season and my overall experience um, with being a fan, going to the games, and everything like that. There's so much information packed into that episode. It's about an hour and 25 minutes long. It's a great episode. Um, And again, if you haven't already, check out any of the previous episodes of the Grand Slam podcast. There is a lot of content out there. Um, As a reminder, if you're joining in on episode 26 and haven't listened to episode 25, I have officially moved the Grand Slam podcast over to a new platform and new beginning, Um, moving this uh, show from being your typical Rocky Mountain Vibes baseball podcast to more of a sports podcast, and then of course created the This is the PBL Show podcast. over on that Instagram account that will follow the Rocky Mountain Vibes along with the other nine great and amazing uh, Pioneer Baseball League teams. Um, But I want to also give a quick shout out uh, to a pro wrestling podcast that I listen to all the time. It is Steven Larson's Going In Raw. They talk about everything pro wrestling Across the board, every company in America, in Mexico, across the ocean, you name it. Steven Larson's Going In Raw and Friendo Club TV, great podcast. Check them out on YouTube and other um, podcast uh, platforms. They are very great on wrestling news. Um, Eventually, I will be covering some wrestling here on the Grand Slam podcast, but I'm just trying to find a good, different way to cover it than the normal um, broadcasting that is on any website you can find or on YouTube and any other podcast. Uh, But let's go ahead. Let's jump on in to the Entertainment 10. And on today's episode of the Entertainment 10 segment, I am going to go ahead and talk about my basically collecting of action figures, um, anything under the boat that revolves around collecting. Now, of course, if you are aware, I do have a monthly addition to the Grand Slam podcast called the S'morecast, which is a more personalized um, show that basically gives you some intake into my life. My first episode uh, for January was about my uh, career in wildland firefighting. And then, of course, the February episode, which is dropping 
on Friday, um, a week late, but that's okay, or a couple days late. It was supposed to air on uh, Monday, um, but it did not. I have not got around to it, but it will air on Friday, and it will go over collectibles, toys, and that type of realm of things of my life of running a business with collectibles but at least on the entertainment 10 today this is what i want to talk about is collecting action figures from pro wrestling to football uh, mcfarland toys to statues there are so many things out there that you can collect now to funko pops um, collecting video games, collecting uh, movies. There's so much out there. And my big thing in my entertainment world is collecting AEW wrestling figures. I've collected WWE wrestling figures, Funko Pops. Um, like I said, I ran my own business with Funko Pops. And that will be more in that podcast. But at least for today, let's go ahead and talk about the collecting of um, Blu-ray movies and TV shows and 4K Blu-ray discs and physical media compared to digital media. Um, this is a big topic that has come up recently, um, especially with the pandemic due to the fact that a lot of stores and a lot of um, companies with physical media are starting to trend down on producing uh, physical media, whether that be a movie that comes out in theaters and then comes out on Blu-ray, DVD, um, 4K versions, stuff like that. Um, the physical media copies, if you can tell, if you go into stores and whatnot anymore, um, the amount that stores are getting in are less and less. Best Buy in most locations are eliminating physical media. Um, Target and Walmart still, at least in, in Color Springs uh, in my city, um, still have a decent amount of physical media that comes out on the release dates and everything. And they still have sales on them and whatnot. But uh, physical media is definitely changing. And I think we've seen quite a bit of change with uh, the pandemic and everything where stores are just not ordering as much. Um, they are not having as many people buy the content. A lot of people that decided to stay home during the pandemic, not shop as much. Um, there's so much access directly to streaming services that you can buy movies on any streaming device. If you have an, uh, an Xbox or PlayStation, any gaming console, you can directly essentially download or buy and download the movies from uh, those streaming services. Or a lot of movies are going straight to like Netflix, Disney Plus, Amazon Prime, Apple, you name it, there's a streaming service out there that essentially is getting a lot of uh, content, and it's kind of uh, diminishing the need or want for physical media. Um, I have always been a, a true hardcore collector of uh, physical media. I think having a physical copy of it, um, a lot of times, no one can edit that disc once you own it. Um, if you download a movie and you have it in your um, like history on like Vudu or some of those streaming apps where you can buy movies, um, if there's ever an issue in the movie that maybe 
uh, essentially like is controversial or something like that and they edit they can actually edit those downloaded copies if they are part of a streaming service um, or if something happens to essentially uh, the actual streaming service you have you could lose the the media or whatnot uh, but th- having that physical copy it, it's just I mean the some of the the artwork on these uh, blu-rays or dvd cases are just absolutely amazing i enjoy collecting those just out of the aspect of um having like a shelf full of movies it's quick to just basically take out a movie and put it in either playstation or xbox um i i know we have seen a lot of computers xbox playstation um they are have the non-disc uh, versions of computers pretty much don't even have discs anymore or disc drives. Um, but like PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, those two both have uh, CD drives or DVD, whatever they're now called, 4K drives or whatnot, where you can play these 4K physical media discs. Um, but it is becoming a more rarer thing and um, just kind of getting a feel of looking at the entertainment industry, it does look like we are going to a more of a streaming, downloading uh, type service. Um, and potentially down the road, it may only be available to order online to get the actual physical copy of a, a movie. Uh, I wouldn't say games at this very moment, maybe down the road. But physical media itself that I collect, and I have hundreds and hundreds of uh, DVDs, uh, Blu-rays, 4K Blu-rays, and just being able to, like I said, pop in a movie at any time, whether it be a movie, a TV series. I own all the Dexter uh, series on uh, DVD. Uh, I think True Blood, Game of Thrones... Uh, CSI, those type of shows that I really got into, I own the actual physical discs of them because in some some cases, um, it, you have to pay obviously extra for like uh, streaming services like Showtime, HBO Max. Those streaming services, when you have to pay extra for those and you don't want to, you are limited where you can no longer watch those actual shows that are part of only the... Um, of the actual streaming service. So it's just, it's interesting when you really stop and think about how the pandemic has kind of held up a lot of that stuff, how as a society we are moving more towards a digital realm of stuff where everything is instant. You just click a button and it instantly plays. Um, we've got very used to that with Netflix And I think as time goes on, it'll be interesting to see how that works throughout all the industries, whether it be video gaming, um, with DVDs, with Blu-rays. I mean, DVDs are kind of almost an obsolete thing, but they still make a DVD copy of most movies that are released now. Um, But I, I do like getting that physical copy. One, no one can ever like technically change it once it's on that disc and I bought it. Um, and then I don't have to pay for a streaming service to watch that certain thing because a lot of movies, they'll go on Netflix or certain streaming services, but then 
depending on the version of that streaming service you have, you could be interrupted by commercials. I know Hulu, Amazon, some of those have uh, commercial breaks in the middle of the movies. I don't want that where when you pop in the disc, you don't have to deal with any of that type of stuff. Um, but I, I like having those physical copies just as a, a thing to collect. And, I mean, some of those things get very rare um, some of the Best Buy or Walmart or Target have limited edition steelbook uh, covers for certain releases. I have quite a bit of those for the Star Wars series. Um, every single Star Wars I have on the steelbook uh, movie collection. Uh, but it, it just remains to see as well as we've seen like Disney Plus um, had The Mandalorian uh, season one and two. Now we're at the the book of Bubba Fett. Um, there's there's a lot of shows on Disney Plus that they have not released anything on DVD, Blu-ray, or 4K. I I wonder if we're ever gonna see any of those titles on um, those platforms. Obviously, you have to pay for Disney Plus. You can't just own a physical copy of them. And I. I, I question if we'll ever get something like that on like a 4K version because that would be pretty cool. Um, I still need to catch up on the watch the actual the book of Boba Fett. I've seen both The Mandalorian uh, season one and two, excellent shows. I love that. Love Star Wars, um, but I have actually not had the time with everything going on uh, to sit down and actually watch Boba Fett, which I should probably do in the next couple weeks and. Maybe do some reviews on it on the Entertainment 10. Um, but I, I, I look forward to expanding this conversation on collecting, running a business, and what it really means um, for collectors out there of a lot of things changing in our uh, world with the pandemic of how products are being released, delays, cancellations, and just the overall physical media portion um, that a lot of people love collecting and it gives a lot of options for uh, people that have their own movie studio or theater in their homes. I know during the pandemic I ended up uh, getting I think it's a 95 or 96 inch uh, TV uh, for a very 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 good deal at Best Buy and I mean, we pretty much had our own movie theater in our living room for a while until the theaters opened back up. Um, but my overall experience in those line of things is that uh, the physical media and digital media um, portions of stuff are they're taking over. And I, I really hope for the sake of movie theaters that movie theaters came back after the pandemic. We were very worried about those. Um, but as we can see, movie theaters are doing perfectly fine. It seems, um, I just hope that we continue to see movies being released only in theaters, not having that option of streaming. Um, it was nice for a little bit there when you had that option. But in reality, uh, it's just one of those things that I still enjoy going to a movie. I still like that overall aspect of getting to get movie popcorn, get a drink, and watch a movie in silence with no issues, no interruptions from outside world or anything like that. Compared to at home where you can put a movie on, but a three-hour movie, 
um, especially when you have kids, is pretty hard to actually sit down and do unless it's late at night and three-hour movie does not sound appetizing after putting kids to bed and it being almost 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, especially when you're an adult and you're almost 35 years old. So thank you to movies for still being there. Thank you to physical media for still giving us that option to bring those physical copies into our our homes. Um, But I look forward to embarking more on this journey of what I have experienced as collecting all the way back to being a little kid um, to helping family friends out running a business at a flea market uh, with Beanie Babies, trading cards, sports cards, you name it, and then finally creating my own business to its demise due to the pandemic and a bunch of moron people that ruined my business so Some look forward look to talking on the s'more cast about that on friday field. but let's go it's ahead let's jump on in this is hallowed biggest ground. topic of today this is an that is the xfl to build a 2023 culture, passion less than 365 and days and to live a kickoff let's go ahead our work is cut out for us get this show rolling have it for the life of football this will be earned We'll give it every last ounce of football-loving energy in the tank. And then we'll give it more. Our hearts. Our souls. This is for the players, the coaches, the cities, the fans. For stories untold. For potential unrealized. We are hungry. We are humble. And no one will outwork us. The XFL is back. Back for the love of football where we were talking about the xfl and how the pandemic closed it i was heartbroken it was just a mess well let's fast forward a little bit when after the bankruptcy went through and vince mcmahon basically closed it out and the bankruptcy courts essentially closed everything out it wasn't that much longer that there had been a lot of rumors going around right before the bankruptcy went final that somebody and there's multiple people in line to buy the xfl property and bring it back now the rumor that was going around um in believe it was close to I want to say July of 2020, we were right in the middle of the pandemic and all the crazy stuff that was going on. And the rumor was that Disney was buying the XFL. Um, Disney was going to buy it and we could potentially have the XFL exclusive to like ESPN, ESPN Plus, ABC, uh, Disney, Disney Plus as well. There was a lot of rumors going around, and August 3rd was essentially the day of the assets being sold for the XFL property. And on August 3rd, 2020, I remember waking up, and I remember hearing breaking news, and I could not believe in a million years who had bought the XFL. No other... Then Dwayne, The Rock Johnson, his 
business partner, Danny Garcia, who um, essentially is his ex-wife, and Redbird Capital, um, which is a major sports uh, capital funding um, financial investment firm that I believe owns some of the Boston Red Sox uh, stadium and a bunch of other um, aspects. But man, oh man, it was shocking that we heard this. And shortly after that, we got an announcement that the XFL would be returning in 2022. Kickoff would be in 2022. So a year and a couple months, a year and six months. And man, it was great. Um, it took a while, as I mentioned on the uh, last week's episode or the, uh, the 25th episode, that I was obsessed with the XFL uh, show podcast that was the official podcast of the XFL. Now, of course, when the league folded and went bankrupt, that podcast was shut off. There was not another episode after week five. And that was the other like very disappointing part to the league shutting down. I, there was never closure to this podcast. Um, the two hosts... Um, essentially are, are amazing podcast hosts and there's just no closure. It just shut down. Everything was gone. And it, once Danny Garcia and uh, Dwayne Johnson bought the league and Redbird Capital, a couple weeks later, the XFL or this is the XFL show returned. And they finally made some announcements that they're back. They're not affiliated, obviously, with the new ownership as of yet. I'm hoping that they get their affiliation back and they are the official podcast because, uh, frankly, they're the only podcast that are actually, like, have been there since the beginning and were the only official podcast of the XFL for the 2020 season. So hopefully that happens again. Um, it'd be nice to, for the Grand Slam podcast to get some kind of media uh, credentials for the XFL for 2023. But that'll be remain to see. Um, so we hadn't heard much after the bankruptcy. There was really not any, I would say, like information that came out other than obviously The Rock... Wayne Johnson bought the XFL. It was coming back. Um, it wouldn't be until essentially, I believe, mid-2021 last year, probably around this time last year, where the XFL had started talking to the CFL, which is the Canadian Football League, been around for over 100 years. Um, they had rumors that they were having some money issues. They obviously had to cancel the 2020 season and they were looking to start the 2021 season, but they had some financial issues. That was the rumor. The XFL then went into a joint talking point to the CFL to discuss a either alignment to combine the leagues, the XFL and CFL, or potentially do something where rules would be changed, things like that. But the CFL, who, if you're not familiar with the Canadian Football League, um, they do football a little different than America. 
Um, they have three downs. They don't have four downs. I think they have a hundred and twenty-five or hundred and fifteen-yard field. It's super weird. They have a massive end zone. The game itself is great. I think the CFL is good. It was broadcast for the 2021 season in America, um, and I didn't mind it. It was it was decent for the most part. But when these talks started going on and happening and all that type of stuff, it was very silent. There was no news, no information going on of what essentially was going on. With the talks, it really was kind of behind closed doors. And we then waited a little bit of time to get some information as time went on and time passed and everything. Um, It was finally on July 7th of 2021. Um, So just about eight months ago, nine months ago, the XFL essentially came out and announced that the talks with the partnership with the CFL tabled, they didn't go anywhere. And this, this part of the, this part of the podcast is, uh, uh, brought to you by the ESPN article, uh, that was wrote on July 7th, 2001, 2021. The XFL announced on Wednesday that it is planning to relaunch the XFL in 2023, after talks with the Canadian Football League about collaboration between the two leagues were tabled. The XFL and the CFL both said in separate statements that the decision was jointly reached between the leagues. Our talks with the XFL exploring the potential for collaboration and innovation have been positive and constructive. While we remain open to finding new ways to work together in the future, we and our XFL counterparts have jointly decided to not pursue any formal arrangements at this time, the CFL said in a statement. After the CFL's announcement, the XFL then came forward on its website that it is returning in 2023 and not uh, in 2022 as it was previously announced. While our discussions with the CSFL... CFL did not ultimately lead to a collaboration. The effort reinforced our belief and commitment to developing the XFL for international spring football. We look forward to seeing everyone for kickoff in spring of 2023, the league said in a statement to Sports Business Journal. Um, The CFL then again went on to play their 2021 season after the Canadian government approved them to uh, hold the games again due to pandemic uh, vi- or not violations, uh, pandemic rules and everything and guidelines. Uh, the season would start on August 5th and hold its championship game, the Grey Cup, on December 12th in Hamilton, Ontario. We look forward to this year and a bright future for our league. The league, the CFL league, uh, said in a statement. Uh, the CFL and XFL confirmed in March that they were, this was March of 2021 is when it was happening, so almost nearly a year ago, that they were discussing the potential partnership um, for their planned return of the field following the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, obviously, like I said, the CFL canceled their season in 2020, failing to secure $30 million in aid from the Canadian government. Um, obviously, the XFL canceled the 2020 2020 season after five weeks of games and was put into bankruptcy proceedings by former owner Vince McMahon. 
Danny Garcia and f- fellow owners Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Redbird Capital Partners paid $15 million for the league last summer. That article is, comes from ESPN's Kevin Seifert, um, who contributed to that report. But that was that was a disappointment, too, because we were excited to get XFL back this year. We'd have been already playing. We'd probably be in, I think, week two or three of the season right now. But we are not there. We are not getting a season this year. And that essentially was – it was a bummer because – they talked to the CFL. They did all this like collaboration talk. There was all these rumors going on, and then it just it fell short. It ended, and then they delayed the start of XFL. What a bummer! And another kick in the gut, having to wait another year and a half at this point for some football to come back. Now, of course, fast forward. It is March of 2022. And let me tell you, time is going by quick, and it almost feels like there's not enough time in the year to get to kickoff and for everything to be done, because it has been very silent. Um, <laughs> very silent. Let me let me explain. Very silent from all parties of the XFL. Um, we've got some hints dropped here and there about the return in 2023, but it had been super, super quiet. Um, there has been some teases here and there. Um, the league essentially uh, hired former Buffalo Bills CEO Russ Brandon as league president on November 8th, 2021. So we got at least a league president. That kind of was taking the official place of Oliver Luck, um, who was the league's uh commissioner in the uh, 2020 season. So come December 2nd, we got probably the biggest news of everything. Uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson's new look for the XFL, um, which is this article is courtesy of Three Down Nation. Um, December 2nd, 2021 XFL kickoff set for February 18th, 2023. Johnson's business partner and league co-owner Danny Garcia posted pictures to her Instagram of a league meeting on Thursday and included a blatant backdrop with a TV in the backdrop or background of this meeting, a blue screen with the countdown is on, which read 257 days until the combine 462 days until uh, the preseason work got underway or the uh, spring training, training camps per se for football, and then 502 days until the kickoff, which uh, did have the date of February 8th, 2023. This was big because finally we had some date in stone that the XFL is kicking off. This was on December 2nd, and we did not get any more information after this. It kind of became very quiet over the holidays into the new year until shortly before the new year. The Rock was on C, CB, I, I, CB, CNBC's business channel or something like that, and essentially had kind of put out a kind of like a, hey, fans, there's XFL news coming soon. 
in the next couple months. Got us all hyped up. Got us pumped up. And then we heard rumors right after the new year and the last Monday night football game, which was a playoff game, first time in NFL history, that the Manning cast, which is Peyton and uh, Eli Manning's uh, alternate channel of on ESPN2 for the uh, broadcast of Monday Night Football. They would have their own show. If you're not aware of it, Google it. You'll understand it. Um, but The Rock was going to be a guest on there, Dwayne Johnson. And sure enough, on this, he mentioned two to three weeks. Big announcement coming from the XFL. Big announcement. We're all pumped even more. Like, oh, it's coming. It's even closer. It's even closer. Well, we'd have to wait a little bit longer than two to three weeks. More like about, I think, four to five weeks. And then the most shocking news of all time came to us just a couple weeks ago. And man, oh, man, did it set the bar and what I said last week about the XFL did not know what was coming and the gold mine they had hit in that 2020 season said a lot. On February 21st, breaking news came out from the XFL and it was announced that the XFL has is going to collaborate has a collaboration agreement with the NFL to advance game of football. The XFL formally announced Monday, February 21st, 2022, that it has come to a collaboration agreement with the National Football League in a press release from the XFL. The partnership's plan is to provide select innovation programs to further expand the game of football and create increased opportunities for player development both on and off the field. Danny Garcia, co-owner and chairman of the XFL, said we are extremely pleased to collaborate with the NFL in these important areas. We are bringing forward an XFL that is progressive and forward-thinking when it comes to innovation. Leveraging the newest technology to enhance game day experience, we have an open field for innovative rules to enhance in-game access, sharing insights and practices between the XFL and NFL will do a tremendous amount of good for the game of football and support the player ecosystem overall. NFL Executive Vice President of Football Operations Troy Vincent said in a statement, the XFL has shown us that innovation is one of its core principles. We are hopeful that this relationship will further will support further development and improvements in the game of football at all levels. The statement outlines plans for the two organizations to work together on physical and mental health programs for players, studying different playing surfaces and equipment, development football on an international scale and testing different game rules to enhance player safety. The XFL announced in July of 2021 uh, that it had plans to return again for a third time, having previously run one season in 2001 under Vince McMahon before the league folded in 2018. The XFL announced again it would return in early 2020. Led by Oliver Luck, however, the league was suspended mid-season in March 
of 2020 due to COVID-19 pandemic. After Leak uh, filed for bankruptcy a month later, it was said to a group consulting of Garcia, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and Gary Cardinal in August of 2020 had bought the XFL. Again, the XFL is set to return in February 2023, says the article. But, man, this is that gold mine I was talking about. This is the news that has changed everything. Because finally, and no pun intended to The Rock, but finally we have a spring league that is backed by the NFL in some shape or form. Now, I don't know if there's any money behind this. I don't know if this collaboration has the NFL funding anything, if it has TV deals attached with it for NFL Network, or any of that. We don't know anything other than what was announced, but this is the kind of news that we've all been waiting for because prior to this announcement, it seems like the XFL had always been treated as like basically the the, the crappy, no good name football league that has nothing to do with us. We want nothing to do with them, but we'll definitely take half of your stuff you do and put it in our own league and then try to claim that we created it like the sky cam um, that the XFL in 2001 had the NFL and NBC soon eventually took that over and that's become AKA the Madden cam in the NFL and it's used in every game. So there's a lot and there's a lot the XFL in 2020 with the rules that could change the XFL or change the NFL altogether that the XFL had. And we saw just alone in the playoffs in the NFL this year, so many controversial things with overtime, um, instant replay, just ball management, time clock, things like that, that the XFL in 2020 already answered all those questions and solved those problems right off the bat. So this could actually change the NFL to make it more up-to-date with rules and regulations that fit the everyday fan and to help the safety of these players going forward. And and it's it's just massive. So we are again we're couple uh, we're less than a year away from the kickoff of the 2023 season of the XFL. Um, obviously, we we have the USFL that has come forward that's owned by Fox um, that starts in two months. So there's a lot riding there, um, but. The XFL has the partnership of the NFL. That is the biggest part of this. And as of right now, there has been trademark, um, basically filings of trademarks for the Seattle Dragons, the St. Louis Battlehawks, DC Defenders, and I believe the LA Wildcats. Four teams so far out of the eight. So it's going to be interesting what happens. Um, now, to kind of fill you in with the 2020 uh, like season, the Houston Roughnecks essentially had some 
legal issues with the NFL um, that they were sued for copyright infringement on two of the Houston uh, Roughnecks logos. One was the oil drum that looked like the original Houston Oilers logo. Um, very similar in looks. And then, of course, I think the other logo that the Roughnecks had was an alternate logo of like a guy in a, a helmet. Kind of looked like the Patriots logo. So both of those, I think, were settled. The NFL won those suits. So we don't know if the Houston Roughnecks will be back. If they are, they definitely will probably have different logos, may even have different colors scheme. But as of right now, we only know of four trademarks that were copyrighted and logos, the alternative logos of those four teams were trademarked. So we assume those are going to be returning teams. St. Louis is probably the biggest one that needs a return. Um, there is so much writing on that uh, in 2020 that they were just about to sell out that dome for the St. Louis crowd and fans that uh, St. Louis needs football. And the NFL really kind of screwed the pooch on that one with moving the Rams and everything. So with Stan Kroenke, um, there is some lawsuits I've heard going on with that. Um, I highly doubt that it will affect the XFL and being in St. Louis, even with this partnership or collaboration with the NFL. But, man, I can't wait. I cannot wait for the 2023 season. There's so much more that still needs to be uncovered. We don't know the locations 100%. We have those four trademarks that at least say Seattle, L.A., um, I think the Guardians were actually another one. So there's five. Uh, the Guardians, DC Defenders um, were all, and Seattle Dragons were all part of that. So five out of the seven teams, the other, uh, or eight teams, the other three teams are questionable. Obviously, Houston's in question. Dallas Renegades, they didn't do so well. Obviously, being a fan and a season ticket holder, I hope they come back. Um, but I think their market is stronger in San Antonio, Texas. Um, so that'll be interesting to see if that's where they move to or a team is there. Um, Tampa Bay did not do great at all either. Um, I think they will probably move to Orlando, especially with the USFL having the Tampa Bay Bandits. Um, I, I would assume they'll move them, especially if the USFL does succeed for a second season, which I hope so. We'll talk about that more on the countdown to the USFL 30-day uh, episode coming up here soon. Um, but, again, I look forward to the XFL in 2023. There is a lot riding on it. We have some great partners, money invested in this. And so, as of right now, we're waiting on teams, what the jerseys, stadiums, locations, players. Um, we know at least the combine. Uh, we don't know about a draft. Um, we have some dates, but not much. Uh, the next big date is the Combine in June. Um, so we look forward to that. But uh, there's a lot more to get into with spring football, as I have uh, mentioned on a previous episode, that I could probably do a part two episode on to really cover all the aspects of the USFL and XFL. So let's go ahead and end this episode. I appreciate everyone listening. Um, running out of time to get these both up at 6 p.m. tonight. So hope everyone has a great one. I will be back here in one week, 
and I will be announcing later this week what that topic is next week and the format of that show. So thank you again. If you haven't already, like the podcast, subscribe, five-star rating, and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Have a great one. <laughs>